How's it going? And welcome to From the Sidelines. My name's Josh Duvall, and I'm here with Chad Davis and Devin Davis. We've got an awesome interview today with the coolest guy in KY himself, Walker Montgomery. So make sure to follow him on Instagram at Walker Montgomery and follow him on Twitter at Walk Montgomery. Make sure you listen to his latest saving for a rainy night because it is amazing. And I know everybody's going to love that song. So shout out to him for coming on and follow us as well on Instagram at FTS pod. Follow us on Twitter at the FTS pod. And if you want to email us or just say, Hey, email us at the FTS pod at gmail.com. Let's get it rolling. All right. We now are thrilled to welcome on country music artist who just released his latest single, Saving for a Rainy Night, Walker Montgomery. Walker, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. What about y'all? Just getting by, getting by through all this. Um, doing the best we can. <laughs> you and everybody else, man. I'm just trying to keep myself occupied. What are all you doing around the house right now? Man, I'll tell you what, my, my yard looks like a like a golf course. But, uh, oh, there you go. I've got a studio up there. We live on a little farm. I was, uh, I built an entire patio on it, and uh, and then I built a ramp for my music equipment. But honestly, I built the patio just so I could have somewhere to put my big green egg and uh, <laughs> and fry up some some stuff. We just fried up some crappie tonight for dinner. But it's Ooh, uh, nice. it's been I've been I've been biding the time. It's it's it ain't been as bad as. I know it has on a lot of other people. How many animals you got? We we went down to uh, Mississippi, I believe, like before all this quarantine stuff happened. Caught a bunch of crappies, so we've just been we've been kind of snacking on those. I pulled them out of the freezer, and 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 uh, daddy daddy was at the lake today actually and brought back a couple of fish. But so we're just kind of we're getting we got all this all this meat in the freezer from from hunting and fishing and stuff and now we finally have the opportunity to to cook them up you know what i'm saying yeah dude, that's the best place to be right now out on the lake or out in the woods oh yeah it's turkey season right now getting some turkey or something man no. i wish i wish i was turkey hunting right now yeah all right so uh i'm gonna ask you about your latest single saving for a rainy night so uh kind of tell me about what that's about and you know what inspired you to make that great song by the way i love it it was awesome I appreciate y'all, but uh, I'll tell you what I signed with a with a publishing company called Play It Again, and Dallas Davidson owns it. Who's he's one of the best songwriters in history. Uh, wrote basically every Luke Bryan hit you can think of. But I signed with them in November of 2019, and we were we went in and recorded a few songs, and I knew I wanted a ballad. We released the Like My Daddy Done It first uh, in February. And I knew I wanted a strong ballad, and he came to me with this song. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's the one. But uh, we were actually supposed to release a song called Bad Day to Be a Beer when we released Saving for a Rainy Night. But nobody's out partying right now and at bars and stuff. And uh, I just think this this love song is kind of, kind of it's, it's really good for people to hear because I know as soon as this stuff's over with, they're going to, They've been waiting a long time. They've been saving it for a rainy night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited about it. I think it's going to do really well. And we've gotten uh, some really good responses on Apple Music and Spotify, especially Apple Music. But it's going real well. Uh, so we're all we're all here from uh, Georgetown, Kentucky. And uh, you grew up in Nicholasville just a short way away. So uh, what was it like uh, growing up in Nicholasville? And kind of what are some things you liked about it? Man, well, I'll tell you what, I I love, I wouldn't have traded a, where I was raised for the whole entire world. I was, I went to school in Lexington all my life, but 
I was able to, you know, go to the city and then come out here to the country and have all this wide open space where I can, you know, I can go scrape up my knees and stuff. I just, but everything about Nicholsville, man, I've, I've always loved. I'm a hometown boy and Lexington as well. And, and, uh, one of my best friends is actually from Georgetown, Christian Moore. Hey, I uh, actually, I actually played ball with him back in middle school. His dad, his pops coached us. So I don't know who you're talking about. No, but he's a good dude, but Nicholasville's the best, man. I can't complain. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how the process of songwriting goes and, like, do lyrics come first? Do music come first? What goes into actually writing a song? Man, for me, it just depends on the day. Like, I wrote a song today. I'm a melody guy, personally. I think I think uh, you got to get a you get a good group of people that you're real comfortable around and all that stuff. And uh, usually it's a you try to get a track guy to make the demos, a lyric guy, and then a melody guy. And I'm, I'm always the melody guy. But it also just depends on the day. Sometime I'm, sometimes I'm a lyric guy. And unfortunately, I'm never really the track guy. But uh, <laughs> the computer uh, Pro Tools stuff really ain't my forte. But it my main thing is if you got a good group of people around you that you enjoy hanging out with, you're going to enjoy riding with them. And you're finally going to put out good product if you're if you're having fun you know it's just like anything else if if you ain't having fun songwriting you probably ain't gonna write a good song yeah well speaking of something fun i gotta ask you about your 21st birthday cake okay <laughs> i saw that on your instagram man how did you get that that was, that was awesome man i'll tell you what i didn't i didn't even know that was gonna be there and i had just come home from nashville i think it was the morning of my 21st and uh back in February, I walked in and that cake was there. I was like, that's pretty bad to the bone right there. <laughs> <laughs> had the the beer can pouring and I tried to grab the beer can. I was like, how, how did you do that? And then it had like a big pole in the middle of it. But it was awesome. That was that was all Mama, Mama Montgomery right there. Nah, yeah. She killed it, man. That, that was the craziest cake I've seen. Oh, my God. I was, it, it tasted pretty good, too. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't taste like beer? No, it didn't taste like beer. But we had <laughs> we had our fair share of beer that night. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. So touching on your family a little bit, um, what was it like growing up with a country music star and your father and uncle, and what's it like been following in their footsteps? You know, people ask me that, and it's just it's it's normal for me. It, it might be abnormal for for other people, but it's just to me, it's just Uncle Eddie and Dad. You know, yeah. it's just, they have a different, they have a unique profession. I guess it's a, uh, it's just like if somebody's dad was an attorney or a vet or something like that, they're just, they happen to be country, country singers, but following in the footsteps, so to say it's, I mean, you get, you get the people that, uh, kind of think you get a bunch of handouts and stuff, but for the most part, they, uh, one, they respect what they've, what they've done and, and, uh, they don't really see me and then see them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And obviously, there's going to be the comparisons and stuff, but and honestly, they do really most mostly stay out of it uh, unless you know I need some advice. And if I need some advice, most of the time, really, it's just from Uncle Eddie or or Dad. It ain't it ain't about music, you know. Yeah. So if you had no music career and you were just a regular guy, uh, <laughs> what would you be doing now? Man, I t- whew, I don't know. I guess I've never really thought about that one. But I hope I don't ever have to. 
Yeah. I don't know. I've always enjoyed coaching when I was in high school and I, I quit basketball just cause you know, I'm like six one and, and not, you know, I can't jump very high and I can't run very fast, <laughs> but I've always enjoyed coaching. I played football growing up and that's probably what I'd lean towards. I've, I've always uh, loved being on the sidelines. Maybe it's cause I was always on the bench. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, you're six one. I'm sure you got in there at some point, man. I was six one. I was pretty tall at Sayre where I went high school at man. I remember it was my freshman year and uh Scott County. I'm assuming y'all went to Scott County. Yeah. Seven foot or seven one. I mean I forget oh, his name. Yeah, Raekwon. Oh, Raekwon. Yeah. Yes. And he was I was just like here's the ball. But and y'all had Trent Gilbert that team yeah scott county's always been so good at sports i mean it's we actually got a new high school now so they're probably gonna be taking a big dip here the next few years or so coach hicks ain't gonna be too happy about that oh not at all so you performed at the kentucky state fair i wanted to ask you about that experience and how awesome that was well that was i'll tell you what that was right when simple town my first single came out and we were on a run with Justin Moore that that weekend, I believe. And we had this one-off at the Kentucky Fair. And I'm like, heck, yeah, I'm going to go play the Kentucky Fair. We opened up for Gary Allen, and it was just one of the most amazing experiences ever. The hometown or home state aspect is is the best part of it, let's say. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what's uh, if that might be it? But what's like your favorite uh, like experience performing or any particular experience where you're just like that was surreal? Like I would kill to do that again. My favorite experience was it was in Lexington, Kentucky at Manchester Music Hall. I'd open up in Manchester for my buddy John Langston a few times and Casey Donahue and Colt Ford and all that stuff, but I'd never headlined it before and. We had, you know, we had some some momentum and stuff, and and Simple Town was rocking, and and uh, just say when was doing really well, and uh, you heard it here first was was blowing up in the in yeah. the area. We had about probably 750, 800 people there. It was just an amazing experience getting them to sing along to to Simple Town. I didn't even have to sing the song. It was. It was <laughs> That's the best, That's awesome. man. That's so awesome. I was I was very happy that day, to say the least. Uh, so you've been on tour with quite a few guys. Who would you say is uh, your favorite guy that you went on tour with? My favorite guy, well, he's a good buddy of mine. I say John Langston is uh, is one of my favorites, and he brings in great crowds, and his crew's great. They're they're all good buddies of of mine and 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 my band. We all get along really well. Uh, Josh Turner. I've done a few acoustic shows with Josh Turner. He's a he's a great dude, real religious, uh, kind of low key, you know. Until he talks, yeah. and it's like the deepest voice you've ever heard. <laughs> and you're like, oh, all right. But uh, I've I've had some really good experiences out on the road. I'm going out with if we ever get to do shows again. I'm going out with uh, Hank Jr. and Travis Tritt for, for a couple of runs, and then Leonard Skinner, which I'm like, all right. Oh, nice. Game that's, on. that's awesome. Oh man. So, uh, speaking of Josh Turner, man, have you ever tackled uh, Your Man? Have you ever tackled that song? Well, I can't do it. I don't even want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask. I had to ask. I uh, could probably hit the notes, but, man, I just I, I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I would. 
Um, so I got to ask you about, have you ever had like stage frights? I mean, you asked me to sing in front of people. That's like top three fear for me. I don't know. I just got to ask you how you did it. When I first started singing and they were really small crowds, you know, I'm, I'm at proud Mary's barbecue in, in yeah. Richmond, Kentucky. And it's like five people there and they're all just looking at it. That's, that's when I got nervous, but man, if there's a big crowd, I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up. I'm, t- I'm like the complete opposite, but I'm just, uh, you know, when people are screaming and singing, sing along to your song, it's just, it's like the best, it's the best high that you could ever have. Oh yeah. Uh, so you grew up, uh, you grew up next to Lexington, uh, Kentucky fan. So we're all Kentucky fans here too. So what's your favorite UK sports memory or moment or anything like that? Okay. I'll give you some background. So me, my granddaddy, Carl White, I call him Papa. We got, season tickets to UK football. And I've always, I love UK basketball, but I've always been a UK football guy. So and, same uh, way. Yeah. So we got season tickets in 2007 and from 2007 to 2015, I believe we missed three home games total. And yeah. Oh yeah. We we're dedicated. And unfortunately we don't have the tickets anymore because I work on the week. You know, it's not, it's not a nine to five job. I work on the weekend, so I can't, I can't go to the games as often, but I will. My favorite Kentucky football memory is either uh, I guess it was in 2000, either 2012 or 2013 when Zadarius Smith tapped that pass against <laughs> South Carolina and Bud Dupree carried yep. it in, or the or the LSU game. Uh, yeah. Were you at the say. LSU game? Oh yeah, I was at the LSU uh, okay. game. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the Louisville game that year, and I cried. And then I was at the LSU game, and I cried. And then I was at the Tennessee game, and I bawled my eyes out because that punk-ass lineman. And I was just – I was so mad. But that was during the streak of Tennessee, you know what I'm saying? It was bad. I'm mad just talking about it. <laughs> I'm just glad they finally beat Florida the year after we should have beaten them. Yeah. I mean – I think we could have beaten them this year too, but yeah. we should have beat. I'll tell you, we should have beaten Tennessee. I mean, that is that was a bad. We were on the road in South Carolina, and I was just like, I was just beating my head. And actually, I was in Florida this year during the Florida game, wearing a Kentucky football shirt up on stage, watching the game in a tin roof. But <laughs> yeah. something about that Tennessee game. It was absolutely terrible. I just, I'll tell you what, Mark Stoops is the guy. I don't care what anybody says. He uh, he's brought. There's gonna be a day where we're naming malls after him and all that <laughs> stuff. It sticks around. But and he's a great guy too. Oh yeah, he's a great. Yeah, he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Stoops in the Stoops era, who would you say has been your favorite player that he's brought in? Oh man, I'll tell you what. Out of just being, and this is an unpopular opinion, probably, and just being a cool dude. Well, actually, I take this back because one of them was just a good buddy of mine. But Patrick Tolles was a really good dude. We had him and, on the podcast, man. Yeah. He's awesome. He's a really good dude. And he's a big country music fan and all that stuff. I remember we went down in 20 – had to have been 2015. It was Dax last year, and we yeah. went down to Mississippi State, which is the most insane place ever. I don't care what anybody says. Starkville, Mississippi it is insane. So I guess that was Patrick's last year. And he was just real nice to us. I had my dad with, with me. Of course, I'm like sophomore in college. I'm like, oh, that's damn, that's Patrick Tones. But <laughs> but he's always been real nice to me. But I'll tell you what, my 
my favorite player of all time, and he's just a good buddy of mine's Cash. He's just a stand up dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Y'all had him yet? No, no but haven't. if you wanna if you wanna send a good word towards him. <laughs> I mean, we definitely wouldn't mind. I gotta ask you about, you know, being in Nashville and playing music in Nashville. I mean, how is that experience and you know, being surrounded by Tennessee fans? I'm sure it's not great as a Kentucky fan, but you know, just doing music, how is it how's it been? It's been great. And I have I'll tell you what, I haven't seen a Vanderbilt fan yet. I've been living there for two years. But uh <laughs> I I like it. I really do. It's uh smallest big city you'll ever be in because there's like a one mile rate or two mile radius where everybody just hangs out you either go to music row or broadway or printer's alley and they're all right next to each other but i've got a good group of guys over at play it again they're my best friends and they're great to work with and gals uh, but it's it's been really good for me nashville has it's, it's a good experience Oh, yeah, it's so fun there. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Especially 2021, so it's good. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, So who's your favorite uh, music artist or singer to listen to besides yourself, maybe? Hey, trust me, I listen to myself. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, hey, I like my songs, but I don't want to be jamming to walk with my girlfriend going down the road. (laughs) (laughs) I hope hope that y'all do that. Oh, uh, Oh, yeah. My favorite singer modern day is Luke Bryan. I've, I've always, and of course my boss, is, that's his best friend. I've always enjoyed listening to Luke Bryan. I say, I, I say it to my boss all the time. I'm like, boss, you wrote the soundtrack to my childhood. And, he's, and he hates it when I say it because he feels old. But uh, <laughs> that was mainly the Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean stuff. Uh, my favorite music besides country is, and this is weird. It's like 1930s big band music, like Frank Sinatra to Benny Goodman. But I don't know. It's a mama always. We were always listening to Frank Sinatra going to school and stuff like that. Dean Martin. So growing up, I just I just listened to it and I always loved it. Nice. Uh, So we were talking about you performing on stage earlier. If I made you pick one and I am, what's your favorite song to perform live? Right now, it's bad to be a beer man. And uh, I know it's not out yet, but it's uh, just by the end of the song, you can you can see people singing along. It's a real catchy hook, and I always point the microphone out to the crowd, and they're like, it's bad that day to be beer. No, but <laughs> it's, oh, that's, uh, it, that's my favorite song right now. All right. So I got, I got a question that I ask everybody that comes on here, regardless of where they're from or what they do. Um, so say you're out on the road, you know, you're getting a little hungry, you're feeling a little rumble in your tummy, but you couldn't eat a full meal. You just need a little pick-me-up. So you stop at a gas station. What's your go-to right. gas station snack? Oh, Funyuns. Funyuns and Diamond, <laughs> dude. Nice. Being That's on the road, man, I eat a lot of Funyuns, it seems like. At least you're getting the packaged foods, the not no, the man. not the not the grilled stuff. No man, and it. I walk into these gas stations, and sometimes I'll get it, but I get pilots and loves and stuff, and they've got these pre-wrapped sandwiches and stuff, and I'm like, I bet that's been sitting there for five days. It's soggy, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I completely agree. I don't want food poisoning from that. Yeah. So how many of your songs have you written that are actually inspired or based on, like, your personal experiences and stuff? 
Simple Town is probably the the number one. Of course, I've written you know written a bunch of them, but Simple Town is probably the number one. And the story of Simple Town is I did a show at the Jessamine County Fair. I reckon I was a sophomore, junior in high school or something like that. And they had never had music before. And I was like, well, they're about to. So we, we booked the show and all that, set up the stage. And, you know, Nicholsville, pretty small town. A thousand people, 1,200 people came out. I can't remember the exact number. But I was like, all right, this uh, is awesome. And the, the fact that it's in my hometown was, was the best part about it. So I came home and I was like, I got to do something to thank them somewhat. So I sat down and, and in my amp in my room and, and wrote Simple Town. And it's, you know, it was just me. But I wrote that and I was playing it at actually a Kentucky football game. Uh, it was versus EKU and we almost lost. Is that the <laughs> oh, yeah, the Dorian yeah, Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> the radio guy, his name's Michael Jordan, of all things. But uh, he was like, I played that song, and he goes, Hey, if you record that, I'll put it on the radio. And I'm like, Well, I guess I'm going to record it. But and then here we are today, you know. But yeah, that was a totally different note. That was a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> terrible game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so growing up with music, um, how'd you know, how'd you know this, what this was like the moment that you wanted to do this as your career and like, when did you actually fall in love with music? Well, I started singing out when I was a sophomore in high school. My first show was in a place called Willie's Locally Known and y'all might know it. it's gone now, but when I sang at it, man, it was in the ghetto. It was out by Applebee's or I guess it's called Whitaker Bank Ballpark now. And it was, I mean, it was awesome, dude. I was, it was my first time. I was a little bit nervous for that one, but, uh, I walked out on stage and I saw people sing along. Of course it was all covered back then. And I saw the sing along. I'm like, yep, I'm going to do this. <laughs> it, it, but ever since then, I've, I've just known what I wanted to do. And I've just put it, tried to put in the work to it as, as much as I can. So uh, obviously you can sing and play guitar. Do you have any other instruments that you're able to play or any crazy instruments? Like, are you like a master of the recorder or something that we don't know about? I cannot say that. But, <laughs> uh, I play a little bit of the piano, all, all of the piano by ear. But, uh, but that's probably my number two. I can play a little bit of the mandolin just because I kind of figured it out. But uh, guitar is the main one. I play piano by ear too. Like I'll teach myself how to play certain songs just by messing around on the keys and and whatnot i've tried to learn the music and i i mean if you handed me a sheet i guess i could i could probably figure it out but i'd rather just listen to it you know yeah yeah that's i feel like that's better you know yeah. being able to just do it naturally like that so what was kind of your breakthrough moment when you realized that oh this is it and you kind of like burst it onto the scene i'd say it's probably when i pulled the trigger to go to nashville and i don't know if that was that was like the moment, but that was the start of it. And, uh, when I, uh, when I signed with played again and, uh, well, actually when I, well, when I signed with played again, I was like, all right, it's game on. But, uh, yeah. and, but I signed with a booking agent like a year before that called WME, their biggest booking agent in the world. And, uh, and then there's a little old me, but, uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, 
it's it's go time. Let's let's start building that base and and uh, let's go to work. Uh, so have you had any have you had any interesting or unique uh, fan interactions? Anything weird or memorable? Man, uh, yeah. <laughs> you try uh, to suppress those memories. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, I have. I won't say anything because I don't know. I don't know if uh, if if somebody's listening. But I've 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 had some some very different. Well, I will say this: there was like one lady who, like, bought a dog for me, and I was like, I I can't take this dog. <laughs> and I, we were like in like Georgia or something. I'm like I'm like on tour right now. I'm not like th- I, I thanks I guess, but like I'm not I I'm not gonna take your dog. <laughs> that was that was that was probably weird. I'm I'm sure that uh it might get worse, but that's probably the number one right now. I wonder what that dog's doing, man. He's probably wishing he was with you right now. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> It'll probably get worse before it gets better though. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I want to ask you about, you know, what it's like, you know, working with Colt Ford. How's that experience been? <laughs> well, Colt Ford is one of the greatest guys that you'll ever meet. And, uh, well, he did that record and he called me up one day and like, man, I got this song called red, white, blue, and bless. And I'm like, all right, send it to me. So I, I thought he was like trying to pitch it to me or something. And I was like, yeah, that's a badass song, man. And they go, so you're in. I'm like, what are you talking about? Colt? He's like, you want to sing it on my next record? And I'm like, why'd you even ask? But, <laughs> Great dude. He's one of those guys that, and there's very few of them in, in town that uh, you just never hear anything bad about. Everybody, and everybody knows him, and he knows everybody. I've never met somebody who can remember a name like that. But uh, he's just a good dude. He, we've we've written a bunch of songs together and and uh, done a bunch of shows together. All right, the world's ending, but not like it is now with the virus. This is a hypothetical situation. Zombies are invading, and there's an apocalypse going on, and you have to fight and defend yourself. So what's your go-to weapon that you would pick, and then who's, like, your group of guys that, that you're staying with and surviving? Oh, i definitely get Christian Moore up in here. Yeah. i get Christian Moore and my buddy Garrett Young and obviously my family. Uh, I don't know what my weapon of choice would be. I feel like I'd have to choose something that's – that you see in a movie that would be like pretty badass, like a hatchet or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd say, I'd say it's a hatchet. I don't know why. Cause I just, I, I feel like that'd be a movie scene right there. There you go. <laughs> uh, so what's, what's probably been the biggest challenge or obstacle you've had to overcome uh, in music? Uh, man, just being on the road. I love it, but it's a grind. You know, and I think if you ask if you ask anybody, they're gonna say it's a grind. You waking up uh, or going to sleep and waking up in another town and and doing a show and going to sleep, waking up in another town, it's the best life I could ask for. But uh, once you get back to Nashville, you're like, oh, I can't. But then, like two days later, you're like, man, I just want to go back on the road. You know, <laughs> it's just it's a grind, and but I love a grind, so that's good. So I know you're a little bit more of a Kentucky football fan. Uh, than Kentucky basketball, but I still wanted to ask you. Uh, you know, since March Madness got canceled, how far do you think we would have made it if we if we played? I'm gonna say, I don't know if I 
if I believe it like my friend Cassidy Stumbo does. But I, she thinks she thinks that we would have won it all. I don't know if we would have won it all. I feel like we would have made a run because we were playing pretty well, and uh, I feel like we could have made it to the Elite Eight, maybe the Final Four, if we had like an Andrew Harrison kind of year. Everyone shot that crazy shot. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I hopefully next year, hopefully some old boys come back. You know. Yeah, I think I think most of them are going. I, I doubt EJ will, but I think yeah. a few of the other ones are going. No, I think they're all going. Keon's really? the only one that's coming back, yeah. Oh, well, I knowing Cal, he's got like 10 freshmen coming in, so. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of basketball, what's kind of been your favorite Cal team that's probably been the most fun for you that you've watched? I mean, I'd probably... This, I mean, this is probably the most basic answer ever, but the 2012 team, man. And that was, oh, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly why. Because I got to watch that championship with my granddad. And of course, last time we won it, I was born in 99. So the last time we won the championship was in 98. So I wasn't there, obviously. So that's, that's a pretty special team for me. And I hope, I was hoping this year that we get to watch another one, but maybe next year. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, so, as a big uh, Kentucky football fan, which bowl game did you enjoy more, the Citrus Bowl or the Boat Bowl? Man. They're, uh, both, they're both so They're good. both so even. I mean, you got Benny Snell, you got um, Bowden throwing the touchdown pass. Bowden, Bowden, yeah. yeah, Bowden. You know, I hate I hate to say this because I think the Citrus Bowl is, is better, but just the obstacles that they had to overcome this year, that it made it made the belt bowl even more special because after Terry goes down, you're like, oh no, yeah. And then Sawyer Smith comes in and he's like awesome for a second. You're like, let's go, baby, we back. And then he sucks. And I'm like, but, uh, <laughs> but ouch. Whatever. But uh, I think the obstacles that they had to overcome made this this one better. Uh, so I got one for you. Um, Say a big movie producer comes to you. He's like, all right, we need to make a movie about your life. What group of actors, specifically, who do you want to play yourself? And who do you, who would you want to be in that movie? I'd tell him, depends on how much, how much you're willing to pay and I'd do it. But, <laughs> but, uh, it depends on if I'm like, if I want to be like old and wise or if I, if I would want to be like young and reckless. Um, actually, I'll take that back. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> there you go. I don't care. He, I don't, he doesn't even look like me, probably doesn't even act like me, but I don't care. He's, he, he's bad to the bone. <laughs> uh, so speaking of movies, what's your all-time favorite movie that you're going to watch no matter what over anything else? I'm a big history guy, so I'd say Fury is up there. I think that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty bad movie right there. But I also love the action movies too, you know. Uh, so do you have any uh, advice or any recommendations for anyone trying to make it uh, in music? Just keep on grinding. Write songs whenever you can. I don't care. I don't care if it's if you're alone writing songs or you got some buddies that like music and and think they can write songs too. Get together and I mean I can't tell you back in college. I was sitting there just writing bad songs in my dorm, you know, the glorious nine weeks I went to UK, but 
you got to do that. You know, you're not going to start out writing hits. It's just not going to happen. You got to uh, you got to learn how to write, learn what you're good at, and learn what you can improve on. That goes for me. That goes for my buddy Travis Dan. That goes for Luke Bryan. You know, you, you can always there's always room to get better. All right, I think we got a couple more questions for you, but uh, this one I got to ask. Tell tell everybody why Kentucky is the best state in in the United States. Why is it better than everyone else? All right, so there's only one state where at a time you go to Keeneland, you can pregame at a, at a frat party, go to Keeneland, and then go to a football game all on the same day. And Perfect. that's all you need. Oh, yeah. yeah. Saturdays in Lexington yeah. are, are awesome. Oh, dude, it's awesome. And then you go to State Street afterwards. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Have you ever been a part of burning a couch before? Not not on not on campus. I've done it out here in the country before, but uh, but I can't say I haven't thought about it. <laughs> All right, so I think this is the last one, and then we'll we'll wrap it up here. But oh, man. so at the end of this, we're gonna ask our listeners to listen to one of your songs. What's your suggestion that you want everyone to go listen to? Right now. Saving for a rainy night. That's the current single. It's a strong ballad, and and, uh, and it's doing really well. Guys, show it to your lady friends. Oh yeah. Well, find uh, me later. Well, <laughs> that is if we could get any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all set. I don't know what you two are doing. Uh, yeah, we're over here living the single life, bachelor life. All right, man. I think I think that's good. We we really appreciate you coming on. We had a blast with you, man. I appreciate you having me. I've had a blast. All right, that's man. Awesome. Thank you, man. Well, good luck with everything and love your new song and take it easy, man. Appreciate it. Y'all too. See you. Go cats. Go, Go cats. cats. Special thanks to Walker Montgomery for a terrific interview and coming on the podcast. Be sure to check out his music and his new single, Saving for a Rainy Night. And while you're at it, feel free to give him a follow on Instagram and Twitter. You can find him on Instagram at Walker Montgomery and on Twitter at Walk Montgomery. And shoot, while you're there, just go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at FTSPod and on Twitter at the FTSPod. If you have any questions or comments or want to want to say how much you enjoyed the interview, feel free to send us an email to the FTSPod at gmail.com. Bye, everybody. Bye, have a great time.